This is the Horse Radio Network. This is episode 107 of Horse Tip Daily, a different horse tip, a different equine topic, a different equestrian expert every day. Horse Tip Daily brings the world of equine knowledge to you one day at a time. Enjoy today's tip. I'm Glenn Geek back with you from Lexington, Kentucky, and you're listening to Horse Tip Daily. Today we have back with us somebody who hasn't been on in a while, Heather Blitz, who was the co-host for some time of the Dressage Radio Show. And she came back and filled in last week over at the Dressage Radio Show, so we were able to get another uh, training tip with Heather. Heather's training tips have been very popular. Uh, Heather was uh, in the process of moving from Holland to Florida and is now living again in Florida after being several years in Holland. As uh, you all know, Heather is a professional dressage rider. And this tip is taken from episode 29 of the Dressage Radio Show. If you'd like to listen to the whole show, go to dressageradio.com. And you'll hear Heather and uh, co-host Chris Stafford speaking about this tip on Rainback. So here we go. Here's Heather. Well, I'm just going to talk a little bit about Rainback um, because I I use it as a um, pretty big element in my training program. And I also find that when I meet new riders and new students, um, that uh, I think there's a lot of misconception about it and maybe some um, kind of fear of letting horses do it uh, to a level where I think that they they can benefit from it. Um, there's a number of things about Rainback that I think are important. Number one, when the horse is learning how to move their center of gravity further back from the front of their forehand further back into their body, um, I think a really good way to illustrate that to the horse is by having him take a step back. Um, it's, a, it's really the same kind of muscles that um, the horse has connecting its rib cage to its shoulder blades that um, they have to use when they take a step back that lifts the whole rib cage up in between the shoulder blades and that adds to the horse's balance moving backwards. It's not very... Um, um, normal to to say much about dressage that is from front to back but i think the balance has to come of course from the front of the horse to the back um so when they take a step backwards that's the first part first kind of moment you can illustrate to the horse that this is a good thing um i think the one of the things that happens pretty commonly next is that the horse might get anticipating it um and take a step back sometimes when it's their own idea or they think, okay, I've got this, now I'm going to do it for you, um, that a lot of riders will then say, oh, don't go backwards, you must go forward. And then the horse tries to go back, which, again, is the same moment as him moving his center of gravity back. And then the rider kind of tells him, no, 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 don't do that. I think it's pretty common. And then I think the horse thinks, okay, I won't go back. And then when the rider comes to the point of saying, well, but bring your center of gravity back or collect – the horse is thinking, but you don't let me. Um, so I think there gets to be some um, confusion between the horse and rider about what's allowed and what's not in that case. So um, normally when, when the horse comes to that point where they start anticipating going back, um, I let them, even if they do it too too much, to the point where I might ask for two steps, even if they do 20, um, I'll just let them and just keep staying just plugged in in the saddle and not thinking, oh, this can't be, or punishing them for going backwards, just being there, kind of passively persistent. And the same moment I was in before, and, and almost every horse 
stops going backwards when they realize it doesn't make a rise out of the rider. It doesn't change anything. They just realize, well, I guess there's no reason to keep going back. Um, a lot of riders, if the horse goes back, they'll let go of the rein. They will kick the horse as if it's a punishment. Um, something will change and the horse thinks, okay, I got the rider. So, you know, then maybe they keep going back. But if the rider can just sit sort of passive persistent and say, well, you know, you'll figure out eventually that you don't have to go back anymore. The horse has almost always stopped doing it. And then the rider can say, good, now we can go forward again. But in the meantime, the horse doesn't get afraid of going back, which is such a, an essential element in collection that the horse realizes that they can be confident when they move the center of gravity back. So um, um, just and then that kind of wraps up what I want to talk about with the rain back. But there's just um, one more piece about it that has to be understood, too, and that you can use rain back a lot, but it must never be used as a punishment. Um, you know, if the horse goes back anticipating it on their own, they shouldn't be punished for doing it. But they also should not be made to go backwards as a punishment for something. Um, so it's a it's a really super tool to use. It has to be used, like anything, just right. Um, but I do find that in general, throughout the places that I go teach, and it's in Europe and in the States throughout, that in general it is misunderstood and it is um, lacking, I think, in a, in a complete training program. And I use it quite often and really find the horses benefit from it. So I hope that's helpful for our listeners. Well, I have a question, Heather, about the training, the very first steps of training the rein back. Because you see, even in the old Spanish riding schools in Jerez and the the old classical dressage trainers would often teach the rein back from the ground using a long whip, um, sometimes with the rider in the saddle, but often as not without. What's your feelings about training the rein back from the ground? Um, I definitely do that first, and I'll do it with a halter, a lead rope, and using um, a whip. So, of course, not strong with a whip, but if you put halter pressure backwards on the horse and you can tap lightly on the chest until the horse even just barely even takes a step back, then you can stop you tapping with a whip and you can stop the halter pressure. And then you can try another step or another one or another one. Um, but I think it's a great idea to start it on the ground first. First with halter pressure, when you add pressure, the horse steps back. And when the horse steps back, you can lighten the pressure and they get the reward for having done it with the lack of pressure. And then you can move on from that to doing it with a bridle. So when there's bridle pressure, the horse knows how to step back. And then when they do step back, there can be a less pressure. It would be a, a kind of a normal progression so how do you define between a horse reining back because he's getting the hang of reining back on his own, as you just mentioned, and allowing that, to a young horse that starts to back up, um, which is part of a napping and shying away, um, and it can eventually uh, end up with him spinning around to, to avoid something. But it begins with them reining back. Now, if you're not experienced and you don't anticipate that that actually is, you know, it's a misdemeanor, if you like. It's not It's not a schooling aid and it's mm -hmm. not, rain back is not, is, in, in, in the sense that you want to educate them, is, 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 is not what they're about. How do you address that if it's part of, part of them misbehaving? 
Well, that is a, it's a tricky thing. Um, if they do it because they've kind of cottoned on to, oh, this can get the rider upset or something like that. I mean, the way I do it, um, what I would do in that situation is ride, just go with the horse back. Just, just as a, it, it, the psychology behind it is so that the horse doesn't think that it's a forbidden thing. And, you know, like raising a child or, I mean, I have a dog that knows that if I have something he, that I don't want him to have, he takes it. So, you know, he, he knows what's forbidden. Um, I think a horse can be the same if they, if they know it's forbidden territory, they can slip into it and really think, oh, I've gotten away from you. So, so if the horse starts going back, he's realized this might be a way to get away from the situation or, you know, a scary thing or a training moment that's challenging, whatever he's doing it for. I think if you just go with it. And and realize that you have forward, backward, left, and right as as four possible directions that are that you can do. That the backwards one isn't as wrong as what's most often believed. And if as long as the horse is thinking, "I'll get away from you by going back," then you should just be going back with them until they realize that it's not forbidden. And just in my experience. I have one yet to prove to me um, that they that they won't eventually say, okay, well, if this isn't forbidden, then I'll just quit doing it as an evasion. Um, but but so easily we think the horse must go forward, and they must. But you you always have the four directions possible, and backwards just can't be forbidden. The the only tricky ones are the horses that have a tendency to rear. And, you know, that I have to say is a, is the trickiest kind. Not all horses have that tendency at all, but there are some out there that do. And, and then this is a, it's just a little bit more fuzzy what you do with it. But, but in general, just think the psychology is don't let them think that it's forbidden. And it may take a month. It may take a week. It may take a day. It may take five minutes. Um, how quickly they come to that point where they realize and, and they go past that point where, they take a step back and then they start taking advantage. Um, each horse is a little different on how quickly, but but even if it takes a month, I, I know that still at the end of that um, set will be a horse that realizes that backwards is not frightening, it's not to be punished, and it's not forbidden. And then it just be, it becomes a non-issue. The the problem about going back goes away. That was great of Heather to join us. And as I said, you can hear uh, Heather and Chris on the Dressage Radio Show. This came out of episode 29. You can hear the whole show over there. Uh, Do take a listen to it. It's a lot of fun. You can also check out all the other great shows on the network at horseradionetwork.com. You can subscribe to this show or any of the other shows on iTunes or Zoom. And you can drop me an email at Glenn with two N's at horseradionetwork.com. I'll be back again tomorrow with another new expert and a different horse tip. Until then, stay safe, everyone.